Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the WrestleManiacs Podcast. A podcast where a group of improvisers from Detroit with a mutual love of wrestling come together to discuss each WrestleMania one at a time. Hello out there, are you wrestling maniacs, all you nostalgia-holics, all you hardcore members of the IWSC, and all you casual fans who just like watching wrestling on TV. This is the WrestleManiacs Podcast, and I want to thank you for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Find us on Facebook, Stitcher, TuneIn. Email us at gmail at WrestleManiacsPodcast at gmail.com. My name is Alex Ketchum, and I'm here as always with the man with the plan, Mr. Bob Wick. Bob, how you doing? We're going to get down today, baby. And special delivery here, we also got Jake Russell. Jake, how you doing? What up, though? Detroit greetings. You know I love them. Today, we are going to discuss WrestleMania 4, the longest WrestleMania, at least in the older golden era, if you will. The year was 1988. Let's hop on that highway to heaven time machine and Bobby, take us back to then. Oh, highway to heaven? It's still going strong. It's 1988. Movies? Top movie that year, Rain Man? Uh, we also have Die Hard, uh, one of my favorites, Roger Rabbit, and The Naked Gun. In music, uh, we have a wide variety here, starting with uh, Don't Worry, Be Happy, to Fuck the Police by NWA. Another fun fact for all you sneaker nerds out there, 1988 was also the year that Air Jordan 3 released. Uh, what was special about the Air Jordan 3 is that that's the sneaker that kept uh, Jordan at Nike, so... If it wasn't for that sneaker, the Air Jordan line would have died at, at Air Jordan 2. But uh, thanks to Tinker Hatfield and his dope designs for, like, the Air Jordans and the uh, Air Maxes and Bo Jacksons, Andre Agassi's, all type of sneakers he did. Uh, I'm going on a tangent. Uh, I'm starting the sneaker podcast. So uh, just <laughs> subscribe to that uh, for more info on that. But, yeah, look up the Air Jordan 3. It's a dope, dope sneaker. And the new podcast, Jake Russell Loves Kicks. <laughs> I didn't even have a name yet. Thanks, Alex. Pre- appreciate it. Uh, for all you political heads, uh, we're no longer in the Reagan era. Uh, we're now in the Bush Senior era, and, but we're still in the Hulkamania era. So, and also the Dana Carvey era on Saturday Night Live because of Bush. But mm-hmm. it's Question. all one world. Question: mm-hmm. Was it OJ Naked Gun? He was. Yeah, yeah. 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 The first Naked Gun. He was he in was all in, three. He was yeah. in all three. Yeah. He was good, too. He was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, he murdered it, yeah. Oh, he, he, he killed, killed it. it. Yeah, he killed yeah, it. He killed yeah. it. <laughs> well, you know who else killed it? The WWF with the payday at <laughs> oh, WrestleMania 4. That's why he's in charge. <laughs> Look at him bringing it back. Uh, <laughs> Segway, motherfucker. <laughs> I just wanted to bring OJ back. <laughs> I think OJ's going to make it to every episode. Anyway, go ahead. I would love to see if he did. I hope he does. Uh, the WrestleMania 4 <laughs> took place in Atlantic City. I got nothing. Okay, segway from there. Uh, you know got... what did fit? Yeah, you know what did fit? 4 into Trump's building. Yeah. 19,200 people under the Trump Plaza in Atlantic City. Uh, the cool thing is the WWF did really well with the payday on this. They had higher ticket prices because... Well, partially because the casino bought out a lot of the first row seats for the big the big uh, gamblers. So they also raised the prices for the average common man, if you will. And that caused them to make a lot more money than they did at WrestleMania 3. Which is, like, great financially. You know, what a great business move. But as far as the product, you can see, like, uh, you can tell, like, no one in the first couple rows, the first five rows are interested or as interested in, as the... Uh, 
the audience we saw at our previous WrestleManias. Like they were they were just there to be a part of something that they didn't give a shit about. So it really hurt the product. And I think it took a, a lot of the energy out of these matches. These are really slow matches because I don't think it, they had the the energy you get when you perform in front of an audience that that's invested into the story and to your performance. No, I completely agree. You could see like the real fans. They were uh, they were stationed about where it starts to get a little dark. Yeah, by the exit sign. Yeah, yeah. You can start seeing like you see like the Hogan things pop up in the shadows back there somewhere behind all the suits and sunglasses. So many people wearing sunglasses indoors too. Man, the eighties was cool. That was the eighties. Yeah, <laughs> you can't tell I'm doing coke. I'm covering my eyes. <laughs> Speaking of the eighties, uh, this WrestleMania, uh, the eighties still look dirty to me in this WrestleMania, but um, it's. Slightly better. Slightly less dirty. The closer we get to the like, 90s, the cleaner people get. Yeah. They're like two years away from cleanliness. It's, it's, yeah. that's, <laughs> the zest bar was about to come out and change the world. <laughs> Make everybody zestfully clean. Anywho, uh, the turn, uh, there was a tournament for the WWF Championship at this WrestleMania, which makes it very unique because it's the only WrestleMania that had a tournament. And I think because this one went so poorly... Vince started to hate tournaments, and we didn't see one again until when, Jake? Oh, uh, shit. When did we see? Oh, King of the Ring? Was King of the Ring? Another tournament? Oh, yeah. That, oh, yeah. That's actually right. Damn, you got me. Um, I'm sorry. I'm going to be more specific. I'm so glad tournament I'm on this other the, table to watch that go down. That was great. Tournament for the WWF Championship at a pay-per-view. A pay-per-view? Oh, shit. My bad. Survivor Series 98. No, yeah. but you were correct. I didn't say the championship, so you, mm-hmm. you kind of stumped me. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, we did, oh yeah, yeah, we didn't get another one. Yeah, yeah, he's right. I need, I need to pay and so attention. So you though. But yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't get another tournament till uh, King of the Ring. Uh, when the first King of the Ring was 94, 95 or some shit. Yeah, 90, 90, 90, 93 or ninety four. Oh, 93? Yeah, yeah, 93. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ninety three. Yeah, yeah, ninety three. Um, but the tournament for the title, yeah, uh, for the WWE title, I won till Survivor Series ninety eight. When The Rock won his uh, first title. Took a whole decade for him to wash the taste of a bad tournament out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> now, why did we have a tournament? Bobby, do you want to tell the story? You want me to tell the story? Yeah, uh, You start now. I'll, I'll help you. So how did we get here? Well, we, in WrestleMania 3, we had Hogan versus Andre. And that rivalry continued. But now Andre the Giant is in the employment, if you will, of the dastardly million-dollar man. He wanted to buy the title off of Hulk Hogan, but of course you can't do that because Hogan's a good guy-ish. But, so he hires Andre to go beat Hogan and then give him the belt. So, Friday night's main event, the highest watched wrestling show ever on television, Hogan Andre 2, I guess if you don't count Survivor Series, which I don't because that was a tag team match. Andre the Giant defeats Hulk Hogan with the best wrestling storyline of all time. Million Dollar Man has paid a referee to have plastic surgery to look like a WWF referee and then award Andre the belt after Hogan has already kicked out. Much like they had a pinfall, kind of like they did in WrestleMania 3 at the very beginning, right? Right, right. right. Uh, This was amazing. I remember watching this when I was a kid, and I was all in. Legit. Uh because w- watching wrestling back then, I think I was old enough. I must have been like, I don't know, I've been like third or fourth grade when this is going on. And it, it's at that point where you're still in that stage like, oh, you're trying to figure out what's real and what's not. Like, uh, is, is Santa Claus real? Like, can you prove it? And this is about the time I'm hearing from, like, my older cousins, um, you know, wrestling's fake. It's, uh, it's all BS. 
But like, I'm still in, you know, like uh, the whole storyline the, the previous year about when I saw Randy Savage destroy uh, Randy Steamboat's neck. And I like I can't figure out how that could be fake. So, yeah. you know, I'm still kind of in and it just my, it just took, just took my imagination to places because I was like, wow, that's how rich he is. Like he's got a hundred dollars just to throw at people. That dude is rich. Right. You know, like, I thought that was in- incredible. I was all in on the storyline. Yeah, I loved Earl and Dave having it. They did, like, the uh, the mirror mime kind of gimmick. So, like, yeah. after the match, and, like, there's all this controversy. The, like, uh, Dave Hebner runs out to the ring and meets his brother Earl. And they just stand face-to-face, and the crowd just kind of gets quiet. And then they start doing, like, that raise your right hand, raise your left hand. And then Hogan hits one of them, and a bunch of $100 bills fall out of his pocket. So he's been paid off, you see. And then, as she said, as he was contracted to do, Andre the Giant handed the WWF Tag Team Championship to the Million Dollar Man. And then it was taken away because that's illegal. And now we are at WrestleMania 4. There is no champion, but there will be after tonight. And, man, it's going to be a long, long like night. Like a four-hour night. Yeah, man. Shit. This is... Uh... Yeah, there was there were some good moments in this WrestleMania, but man, it was, it was this was there was too, a lot of moments. It's too yeah. there's a lot of moments, some good, most of them bad. And some, but I remember like, and this is like a fun thing, watching these things now. Um, I remember this is like one of my go to rentals. Like I know I've rented this this event at least six times and watched it, you know, tape to tape. All the way through and loved it. I think part of the appeal too, you know, was how long it was. They yeah. actually did do that. They added they added some matches to the uh, the video you could rent or purchase just so they could have you'd have two full tapes and it would be like a bigger sell. And it was a huge seller. And I, I'm the same way. Nostalgically, I remember this being really exciting and fun to watch. Uh, but man, just sitting back now when I'm jaded and older it's just kind of not as entertaining yeah. i guess honestly if this was like an episode of uh raw or smackdown i would have been pissed <laughs> i would have i've been like what the fuck oh well shall we begin the show opens up who's our singer gladys knight what did she sing america the beautiful mashed up with my country tis of thee and how does she do it acapella she nails it uh, with the blessing of me and Gene, the only other person to have done this feat a cappella. So it's like a passing the of the torch. Yeah, know? it kind of was. Like, <laughs> I like it. Uh, then we go to our host, Jesse the Body Ventura, in his zebra suit and the gorilla monsoon. Of course, we have a returning celebrity, the Uke, Bob Uecker. A Hall of Famer, Bob Uecker. Oh, yeah, sorry. WWE Hall of Famer. And baseball. He's a baseball double Hall, Hall of Famer, Famer. yeah. And I, I love it. I actually like him being there. He gets it. He likes wrestling. He's part of, he likes being part of the show. It was he's fun. very eighties funny. Like he's uncle eighties funny. Um, just his, his, the way he sell like bits and you know, his, his delivery is very like, well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so I got a kick out of it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And this is that iconic scene where Andre chokes him and stuff. This is, this, this, this is at that WrestleMania. So at this WrestleMania, I should say spoilers. <laughs> oh, we're going to talk. Well, all right. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. And then we also have another special guest, Vanna White, the world's most famous letter turner. Yeah, she's no, uh, <laughs> uh, what's her name? Susan St. James, but she was pretty good. I mean. <laughs> hey, 
when she when she when she did what she was there to do, she kind of put things on a board and talked to Mean Jean. Mean Jean loved it. He had a great night working with her. If Anna White, she cool. She ain't no Elizabeth though. You know? No, I would go Elizabeth all day for Vanna. Match number one, Battle Royal. And the prize for this battle royal is the WrestleMania seven foot tall participation trophy. I enjoy this match. The only thing I have an issue with is um, it being the first match because of the tournament. They were doing a lot of stuff to I don't know to 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 kill time to give the wrestlers a break here and a break there, you know, so you wouldn't have to wrestle back to back to back. So actually, between every match, there's a promo. Uh, and a, and a, almost a video package, just uh, and some yeah. like comedy from Bob Euchre. So I would rather have them do like the first round, then do this match. So you have like ten to fifteen minutes for everybody right. to chill out, rather than you know some corny bits by Jesse the Body Ventura. You know. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, this this would have been a nice. Uh, what do we say? Palate cleanser in the middle. Yeah, of yeah. That? I would have yeah. liked it better in the middle. Like a transition, yeah. Yeah. In my head, I actually remembered it being in the middle of this event. I, yeah, I remember this being way later. Maybe it's the Mandela effect. Maybe the universe yeah. changed. But well, there's a lot of motherfuckers in this match, though. Yeah. yeah. Hillbilly Jim, JYD, and George Animal Steel are by far the, the favorite good guys of the crowd. Yeah. Um, George Animal Steel had the easiest payday he's ever had because he never actually got in the ring at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he technically won, or technically... Yeah, he's still in it. Yeah, he's still in it. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I mean, as we speak, like, he's, st- he's still he's still in it. Like, he's, he's, at, a gro- he's at the grocery store right now, <laughs> and he still think he's in a battle royal. He's eating some Cheetos. Just like, well, he's, he's from Michigan. We could probably find him. Like, yo, he, he's supposed to be in that match. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's still in the battle royal every day. Oh, George Adams still has been in a battle royal, ongoing battle royal since 1988. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That's a thirty-one years, man. That's amazing. That's an amazing feat. Good for him. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there was some fun stuff in this and some forgettable stuff. But like JYD getting revenge on Harley Race in the previous year. You know, he eliminated Harley Race towards the end. There, that was great. This was JYD's match. He was amazing in this. Uh, the end of the match where it's him, uh, Bad News Brown, and oh God, uh, the Hitman, Hitman Hart. Those three just just going at it was so much fun to watch. Probably, if not the best, one of the best matches of this segment. So, this round. Oh, definitely. This was by far the most entertaining. And it was a, simp- it was a simple story. Of course, Bad News and Bret Hart are heels, so they team up to beat... Uh, to throw out JYD, and the crowd was mad when they threw him out yeah. because now it's just two villains sitting there. Uh, but of course, bad news is a uh, he doesn't have friends, so he, he hits uh, Bret Hart with a ghetto blaster and then throws him out of the ring. And then Bret Hart comes back and smashes the participation trophy. Now, now let's talk about the ghetto blaster. What mm-hmm. is the, what is the ghetto blaster? What is that move? It's what? a like a a spin kick to the back of the head. A spin kick to the back of the head. That's the ghetto blaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like that Owen Hart, like, when he'd go against the ropes and, like, jump off and, like, kick you in the face, but he does it to the back of your head. Yeah. Ghetto. Sure. It's ghetto blaster. Yeah. Good job, though, dude. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> ghetto blaster. <laughs> it's a good beer. Bad News Brown. It, ghetto blaster. Canadian Olympian with the ghetto blaster. <laughs> ghetto blaster. 
Uh, it's a Canadian ghetto. If that makes you better, does that make it better? No, I don't. <laughs> makes it worse. No, it's it's, it's the same. Oh. Well, <sighs> Bret Hart got revenge for you because he beat the crap out of Bad News Brown and then broke his trophy, making him a good guy now. And this was the beginning of the Hart Foundation turning into a good guy team and leading into about the time I started watching wrestling because they were good guys when I started watching. Uh, a really quick question. Um, can you guys describe to me what you thought about that trophy? If you had to describe it to somebody. like Oh, it was a, it was a big-ass participation trophy. That's what the fuck it was. It was, yeah, it was like seven layers of, I don't know, it was gold spray-painted steel or something. I don't, it, it was just big as hell for no reason. It's like, yeah, you won this. They gave the, they gave the trophy to, to Bad News Brown when they should have gave it to George Animal Steel. They should have gave right. it to him. We, we need to find that trophy and then find a grocery store it back that together. he's in and give it to him. <laughs> we need to fucking do that. Yeah, but that trophy, like, I don't know. I thought it was plastic till Bret Hart started stomping and it didn't yeah. just shatter. You know? Yeah, yeah. It just, it was like a horrible wedding cake. <laughs> <laughs> just a giant monstrosity. You could have gave him, like, a like a, a, a hot and ready or something. Or some shit. Or a fucking uh, White Castle Crave case or some shit. Back, a bag a of White Castle would have been a better prize than the trophy. <laughs> it would have, man. It probably would have cost more, yeah. <laughs> would have been, been great. I just, love, I just love the premise of all oh, these 30 dudes are going to throw down for a Crave case. <laughs> or a pair of Air Jordan 3s. I don't know, man. Shit. That'd be a great That'd be a great independent show premise. Just, you'd have it hanging on a rope or above the ring or something. <laughs> Just have a hot and ready box hanging above. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's from hot and ready and White Castle to was it champagne <laughs> wishes it. and caviar dreams is Robin Leach, the host of Call uh, it EME in the Bank. EME in the Bank. <laughs> I'm not proud of that. Uh, <laughs> uh, EME in the Bank. What the fuck, man? Yummy in the Bank. <laughs> You said yummy in the bank? Yummy in the bank. Not it's a money in the bank. Oh, you said did you say EME in the bank or no? I don't even know what an EME is. Oh damn. I didn't that's what I heard. <laughs> I'm tripping. It's a money, yummy. Yummy in the bank. Oh yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> Let me say it again. No, instead of money in the bank, it's yummy in the bank. Because it's in a case and it's suspended from See, there's this match called Money in the yeah, Bank. Yeah, we, we got it. Yeah, we got it. We, we got but it. instead of that, it's yummy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and because what they're wrestling for is very yummy. <laughs> and then it's Champagne Wishes and Caviar Dreams. It's Robin Leach, the host of Lifestyles of the, the Rich, Rich and Famous, famous yeah. comes out to kick off this tournament with a big scroll reading with his funny accent. But I will give him credit. That was show was a big deal at the time. Yeah, and, and it makes a lot of sense to have him here because you have the whole Trump thing, you know, who's who's you know, this whole this whole event's supposed to be this glamorous casino deal. Uh plus like the million dollar man is a huge part of the story. So in the eighties, the show if someone was rich or famous, like you always stuck him next to Robin Leach. That was a that was a trope. And Million Dollar Man was actually on an episode of the Lifestyles of Rich and Famous. Oh, for real? Yeah, they they did it at uh, Vince's house, but they pretended it was his house. Oh, all right. That makes sense. And they fed his dog caviar and champagne. That's not good for a dog. No, it threw it up. 
After they were done filming, though. Supposedly, <laughs> the dog did a very good job. It ate on command and then waited till they stopped filming and threw up. Working dog. Anywho, Ted DiBiase, the Men Daughter Man, is up first with Virgil and Andre the Giant in his corner versus Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And the crowd loves Hacksaw, but Andre the Giant does not. So he punches Hacksaw in the face, right in the referee's face, but he's a giant. What you gonna do? You ain't gonna say nothing to him. Yeah, the, the, the refing during this whole event was kind of hit or miss, I would say, for lack of other terms. Yeah, there was a lot of like blatant cheating in front of the ref and and sometimes like I don't know, I, people were getting called out on shit that I didn't see happen or it was like uh it was rough. There was one referee he looked like he might be on the verge of having a nervous breakdown or <laughs> committing suicide. He is the, he had dark bags under his eyes and they kept getting darker as the night went on, like his hair kept getting more messed up. That's that guy he he's been in like every WrestleMania. He looks like someone's drunk stepdad. <laughs> 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 Timmy, get out of here. Who drunk one of my beers? I, I got a ref. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my striped shirt, Timmy? Uh, so Hacksaw goes down to Ted. Hacksaw, I mean, uh, he was popular, but I, I like Hacksaw Jim Duggan, but not, not a very good night for him tonight. On to Don Morocco with Billy Superstar Billy Graham, and they're taking on Dino Bravo with Frenchie Martin in his corner. Yeah, this was another interesting one. <laughs> yeah, as an adult looking at this, it's like, what? Who was this match for? Like, even for a kid, like, I didn't get what the, the story was, for real. As a kid, I didn't know who Superstar was, and now, like, okay, Superstar Betty Graham was an icon. But as a kid, I didn't know who he was, and Don Morocco just seemed old. And it, it never felt like he really got a big pop, either. No, he. I mean, his, his heyday was the 70s, really. And I think Vince was just nostalgic. He was being a nostalgia-holic and thought he could get a pop. Yeah. But I don't think anybody cared about this match at all. Uh, yeah, and it wasn't that strong of a match. I mean... You didn't care about most of the matches. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, Frenchie Martin, you know, you got an artist in your corner. Yeah, I didn't get that character either. Well, what does that have to do with wrestling or being a manager? He would paint posters. Oh. That says, USA, not okay. Kiss, kiss, eh. So this match now ended, I get it I get it now. <laughs> so this match ended in a DQ win for Morocco. Yeah. Yep. So the tie-dyed tandem of Morocco and Graham go on to the next round, and the French artist and I don't know former child star now on steroids Dino Bravo go home sad. Then we got Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus Greg the Hammer Valentine. Good fucking match. This was a great match. Good match. Best match everything. First round, maybe the whole tournament. Even a baby. <laughs> Did you hear Jesse Ventura making fun of that baby? <laughs> How are you going to get... Oh, yeah, eight? he said some racist shit, right, didn't he? Didn't he say that? I'm sure he did. I think he and fat shamed him. He, no, he the, fat shamed that baby bad. He fat shamed he, that baby he hard. He fat shamed the baby? He's got fatter cheeks than Bundy. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he fat shamed Bundy, too. He got everybody in that one. And, you know, Bundy does kind of look like a baby. You know it's a little messed up, though? I thought, I, I know this would be impossible, but I thought when they brought the baby, that was going to some be part of the match somehow. Like he's going <laughs> to punt the baby? He's like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. If you see a manager bring a cane down to the ring, you know the cane's going to get used. If you, if you see a good guy bring a baby down there, I don't know. 
I mean, yeah, the baby should have handed him a dirty diaper for him to use to distract the referee. And <laughs> exactly. He pulls brass knucks out of the baby's diaper and drops it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they used to throw baby powder in people's faces all the time. It's not that ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the baby powder. Okay, well, I can't wait till that happens on a show. We can talk about it. Uh, but the match was excellent, though, right? I mean, this was yeah. this, this. They actually put some effort in when I think other guys were just kind of going through the motions. Maybe I don't know. I mean, it's a steamboat match. It's going to be fantastic. And we're still in Happy Hammer times. Yeah, so yeah. He's he's still all over the place. He's still putting in the work, man. I, again, I know I've said this every episode, but holy shit, was he good when he was on? Yo, yeah. Um, that Greg the Hammer can can throw down, and it was impressive. I mean, I, I got nothing but good things to say about him. I, I'm a bigger fan of his now than I was before we started this podcast. Oh, definitely. And he's, yeah, he's very impressive. I understand why everybody talks about him so much now. And he gets the win. On to the second round. Wish, I wish uh, Ricky would have got it, though. Yeah, me too. I think the crowd did, too. But If yeah. I was a betting man before the match, I would have thought he was going to be the guy. You have Ricky Jack, Ricky the Dragon versus Macho Man in round two. But I think this is also during an era where they want to make sure, like, if two people are facing off, it's always a babyface versus a heel, or at least a heel versus a heel. They didn't want babyface versus babyface. At least not high-profile babyfaces, because then yeah. you got to pick a side. I, that's, I, that's what they said. I think they, Bruce Pritchard was talking about that on one of his shows. That they don't like you picking a side because they want to make money off both of them. Yeah. So, well... And that, you can see this. Everything here in this tournament is going to be a good guy versus a bad guy. Like the natural Butch Reed with the Doctor of Style, Slick, takes on the Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth. What y'all think of this one? Oh, every, any match with Macho. Yeah. Good. I mean, Macho won that title for a good reason because that guy put in some work. Him and, and uh, like, DiBiase, too. Like, both guys wrestled three to four matches apiece. And had some of the best matches. There's people who only did one match during this event and didn't even get in the ring. Yeah, didn't even get in the ring or just you know, just <laughs> ate up fucking airtime and it wasn't and wasn't entertaining at all. Like this is this is a pretty decent match. Yeah, I'm glad Macho won it, but I don't I'm I don't like how he won it. But we'll get to that a little later. Yeah. And so Macho uh takes advantage of Butch Reed uh, while he's talking trash to Elizabeth, who is looking oh so fine in a nice blue dress. And drops that big elbow like he always does. Gets that pinfall. And we're on to the one-man gang with Slick again. So Slick's out there twice in a row. And Bam Bam Bigelow with Oliver Humperdink. Any Oliver Humperdink memories out there, Bobby? Yeah, I've never seen this guy in my life. Sounds like a failed magician. <laughs> yeah. He looked like one, too. Here's a tip. If you are wanting to join the pro wrestling world for real and you want to be a good guy manager, you're going to fail. And you should not join the wrestling world because you're not smart. <laughs> like if that's your goal, to be the first successful good guy manager, you've got a long road to go. You serve no purpose. Like right now, I can't think of any good guy managers that is in the current product. No, I don't think there's ever been one that was successful. Captain, well, Captain Lou went both. Yeah, Would've, yeah, flip flop. Yeah, yeah, okay. Captain Cindy Lopper, she was a good one. <laughs> she she uh, went she places. More of a, <laughs> I'm she, teasing. <laughs> she would have been an awesome manager, though. Yeah. 
Uh, Slick was uh, Slick's a great manager. Slick was great, and one of the things I didn't like about uh, WrestleMania Four is they didn't allow him to talk at all. They, he didn't get any promos, and he used to cut some really tight promos. Instead, we wasted time on on people like Brutus the Barber. So, I mean, yeah, I I, I completely agree. Like Slick was awesome at his promos, and I actually recently listened listened to a, a podcast that he was the guest on. Uh, and it was really interesting, and I, he he's a reverend now. I, I was a reverend then too. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. But his his character was based <laughs> on he came in and bought um, Freddie uh, Blassie's stable from him, and Slick was supposed to be like a play on the slick businessman, and the crowd slowly turned him into more of a pimp like character. But the idea at first was like he's a shrewd businessman, um, and like very wealthy. Yeah, I, I, I like I like the way he walked. I like the way he dressed. I like the way he talked. He the, was he was a great character. The Doctor of Style. Yeah, one of the best nicknames ever. So Bam Bam gets counted out. So him and Humperdinck are gone, and the one man gang and Slick get to go to the second round. Okay, and going back to what we were talking about, like the referee thing, I this didn't make sense to me because he was out for like five seconds. Like he rolled out of the ring and got counted out before. In, in under five seconds, and you usually get a ten count. I don't know. I know it's nitpicky, but it just it wasn't. It really kind of undermined the whole story. Uh, I yeah, I know. I agree. There were there were some odd things that would happen in some of these matches, um, and I, I think we'll talk about a few later on when we have a. Well, we can talk about them during the next match. Um, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, it just kind of takes you out of the moment for a second because you're like, "What happened? What was that? Why was that so confusing?" But. Bam Bam is gone. Slick and Gang are in, which I'm a fan of. I like the one man gang. Yeah. And give me all, and put Slick out there all the time. I just wish he, like you said, I wish he had a chance to talk. I wish there was a moment where he got to do like color commentary because I, I think you've been awesome. I think that would have been, I almost said Slick. I think that would have been awesome. <laughs> That'd have been Slick. It'd been Slick. Yeah. Well, speaking of great managers, Bobby the Brain Heenan comes out with ravishing Rick Rude next. And he's taking on Jake the Snake. Now, Rick Rude versus Jake the Snake on paper. Looking at this card, best match. Should have been a dream match. Should have been a dream match. Was not a dream match. Was a total sleeper. Unless you I'm quitting it, you falling asleep during it and then having a dream. And let's spoil the ending. Uh, there, uh, during these rounds of uh, the tournament, there's supposed to be a time limit. So it starts off with each each match gets about 15 minutes. Second round, 20 minutes. And then the last matches can go. Uh, I think the time limit is uh, lifted. Mm-hmm. So this match is 15 minutes, and it's 15 of the longest minutes I've ever watched of wrestling. Yeah, and, it was um one thing I want to mention is that uh, Jake the in the Jake the Snake Rick Rude match is that I don't know Jake the Snake looks like he's he doesn't look like a he doesn't have a body of a wrestler or someone that like you know. They can like manhandle a guy who was like cut and ripped and swole like Rick Rude, and I found that like very like 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 that. that's very hard to believe. Like he was manhandling Rick Rude the whole yeah like, through, the, through the match a lot, and it was like what the fuck is this? And it like I never really peeped that. Like I, I mean I I peeped it like watching wrestling as a kid, and, but I never like all right whatever you know what I'm saying. But then I like I'm looking at it now like. Like, come on, man. Like, seriously? Like, 
Like, I, you know no, I completely agree, and I like the I like the test of strength thing, and I, I still like it now if it's done right. But if, but if you're not, if it's like Rick Rude versus a guy who's not like Jake Snake, Jake the Snake wasn't a power guy. Like he's supposed to do his thing, kind of sneak around, hit you with a clothesline, then pop that DDT out of nowhere, and it's over. Yeah, yeah. He's supposed to fight like a snake, strike, recoil, strike, recoil. Yeah. That doing the doing like the power moves on a guy who's obviously more powerful is it takes you out of the moment. It's really hard to follow that. Yeah. So the the this takes place after the 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 guitar shot from Honky Tonk, right? So it does, yeah, because yeah, you can like you can notice the difference in his physique between this WrestleMania and the last WrestleMania. Like he he's put on some pounds. I, you know, I think maybe some of the the per- prescription pills that he's popping might be affecting that as well. Mm. I mean that that's besides a, that's a totally different point here than what you're making. Whatever. I totally agree. Like, if you're going to do feats of strength, like, it should look like the guy who was going to win wins. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because it's like, like, like for example, uh, like I went to this like shitty wrestling event um, at a strip mall. It's very like very it, it was fucking weird. But like me, me and my home, me and my homies, uh, we we went down there, and um, you know, we walked in and like. You know, they wanted, I think, what, what's the name? I think it was called Clash Wrestling. You know what I'm saying? It's a fun event. It was really shitty, though, but it was fun. I think I think that's why it was fun, because it was so shitty. But anyway, <laughs> um, we walked in this bitch, and the um, guy told us, hey, uh, you buy the tickets over here. And I was like, I'm looking around like, I ain't paying for this bullshit. I'm just going to walk in. So we just walked in, and then two girls, like, uh, stopped us. And was like, oh, shit, they, they caught us. And it was like, and they were like, hey, you want some hot dogs? I was like, um, no, they had hot dogs like in a crock pot. <laughs> Shit. They brought them from home. Yeah, they sell them in a crock pot. Not to mention these girls were barefoot. Oh, that, <laughs> that makes oh, and then that that first of all, I hate feet. Second of all, <laughs> I hate boiled hot dogs. So the story having both of them made me want to puke a little bit. Yeah, exactly. You don't boil a hot <laughs> but, dog. The the the. But respect but, the hustle, but no shoes. Come on. <laughs> but but. Well, but um, last match on the car was a ladder match. Uh, eight or nine motherfuckers in it, kind of like a money in the bank match. And um, there's this guy in it. Stop. <laughs> there's this guy there. Um, he was like this goth character. You know what I'm saying? And like he had like face paint on. He was wearing like black, like wearing all black. Had like big, big giant jeans. Like the like a skater. Like escape, like the Janko jeans, whatever those okay. jeans. Like a like a Hardy Boy meets Vampiro type guy. Exactly. Damn. Okay. Just like that. Um. So, you know what I'm saying? He was like, he was just like overpowering people in the ring and shit. And I'm just like, this guy is not in shape. Like he's at all. Like he he looks like very he's scrawny, skinny. He doesn't look threatening at all. And he's like, like like what's his thing? Is he coked up? That's why he can't. Feel, feel the uh, <laughs> these, these blows he's getting yeah. from all these like strong like strong wrestlers like it's just like what the fuck so like th- yeah guys who are like bigger than him more in shape look better than him like more cut they just they just they're hitting him and he doesn't even feel it and he's like you know he doesn't say words he just makes noise like ah like threatening words like ah like that's supposed to be threatening <laughs> or some shit like, awesome. like, some, uh, like someone will hit him and be like ah like what the fuck? But anyway, like this this lame ass wrestler, every time he'll climb up the ladder, there's some guy in the audience who'll be like, Hey man, don't let Hot Topic win, man. 
Don't let Hot Topic win. That shit was funny, motherfucker. Hot but, Topic. I love it. Don't let Hot Topic win. But, you know, but yeah, like what I'm saying is like the same things with Jake Snake, Rick Rule. Like, you know, like Rick Rule's obviously stronger than this guy. And, like, like, and, and, Jake the Snake's like overpowering him in the match. Same thing with this guy, this this what this Vampiro Hardy Boy character. He just overpowering guys who are clearly stronger than him, clearly like more cut, more powerful than him. And it's just, it's, I hate that shit. Yeah, it's hard you know. to suspend your disbelief when something's not logical. Yeah, I mean, and there's there's moments in in wrestling like uh, Rey Mysterio versus Big Show, okay, and Rey Mysterio would just out wrestle him. You know, use his speed. Take it, take out his legs, bring him down to size. He wasn't trying to do, you know, put your hand in my hand and let's see who can flip each other's wrist. The, the test fat. of strength. Yeah, yeah, the, 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 the official test of strength. Because no one would have believed that shit. Yeah, I mean, like, I always liked the wrestlers who would wrestle to their advantage. If the guy was bigger, they would try to be faster. If the guy was taller, they'd try to, like, go for a leg or something. Go for the leg! <laughs> Much like the, the executioner. Who had no advantages over Tito Santana, unfortunately, back in one callback. But uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Jake the Snake and uh, Rick Rude um, had some good moments, but too long, you know. Yep. Best moment was when they scared the first lady of our nation, Mr. Donald Trump, with a snake. After the match, Jake the Snake takes out the snake, and he had been informed that uh, Donald's wife was not a fan of snakes, so he happened to. Maneuver Rick uh, Rick Root over that that area right in front of her and pulled out the snake and she went ass over tea kettle, and then got mad at her security guards supposedly, for not shooting the snake. During the end of the match, I kept on thinking about WrestleMania two, when uh, Susan St James was like I don't know if we're gonna see the snake because it was a count out. You're like oh we're gonna see a snake. I guarantee fucking tear you. We're gonna see that motherfucker. <laughs> That's it's my a, that's my Vince. <laughs> Hogan must pose and Jake must whip out the python. Right. That's what we came to see. All right, who we got next? Well, we got a big time debut next. Ultimate Warrior makes his WWF pay-per-view debut against Hercules, nice. the man who is sometimes from ancient Greece and sometimes from I think Jersey. Jersey, yeah. <laughs> Jersey Greek. With oh, Bobby Bobby the Brain Heenan's with it in his corner. Uh, so Bobby just never left the rings out. He just stayed out there and waited for Herc to come to him, I guess. He was out there a lot this this event. The um, Warriors' entrance was great. It's it's one of my favorite entrances. It it has so much energy. Everybody's on their feet. The song is awesome. It flew cool, down that, that yeah. staircase or ramp or whatever it was. That if ugly that yellow dude carpet. ever learned to wrestle, he would have been amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's sad to like be I, like know all these some things now, but I. Like, just straight up nostalgia. I, I like kids view like, like he was. It was like him, Superman and Batman, him and Hogan. Like they're like the unbeatable two. And uh, Warrior was. I loved like the tassels and like all the color stuff. And he was just running around screaming and shaking the ropes. It was great. Yeah. This match was not that great, but it would get better when he gets into a thing with Rick Rude later on and uh, coming up. But he gets his win. He gets a win over Hercules, and that's about all I gotta say. It was just kind of guys. Slamming into each other's chest for a while, chest bumping aggressively. Yeah, yeah. Is that a good description? Yeah, I mean, like I was trying to think of, I couldn't think of anything to add because that's literally what it was. Well, and that's the end of uh, round one, right? Yeah, we are at the end. Before we get into round two, I know we were kind of waiting for the promos, but 
I do want to talk about the Hogan promo just because we're going to, there's a couple of Hogan packages throughout this event that we probably might touch on, but this one's so special to me. You mean this promo? For me to introduce this man without using World Wrestling Federation champion, Hulk Hogan here at WrestleMania 4 this afternoon, you've got the opportunity to change that. Oh yeah, it's been hard to live with, man. (laughs) Fee-fi-fo-fo. Yes. Classic Hogan. And your time has come, man. No marks, no scars, no blemishes on the Hulkster, brother. But inside, man, I've been scarred for one long year. Everywhere I go, man, all the little Hulksters ask me, is there any truth to the fact that I there was a controversial yeah. Hulkster, did you really get him over your head? Did you really beat the Giants? Well, today, man, in WrestleMania 4, we're going to wipe all that controversy out. Andre the Giant, in the second round, when you're fresh as a daisy, with the whole world watching, I'm going to prove, brother, like that I can not. beat you anywhere, anytime. And all my Hulkamaniacs, they're going to feel it, too. Speaking of the Hulkamaniacs, Hulk That's pretty standard. Yeah, the, yeah oh. that's, that's a really great... You know, that's a classic. That's a classic Hogan promo. And right? if it would have ended there, it would have been like a perfect Hogan promo. Well, well, minus that that fresh the daisy thing that was kind of wussy, but it's not over yet. <laughs> oh no, it's only half. Oh, ooh. Hogan, we have seen him here at Atlantic City, and I know millions others are watching very intently all around yeah, the world. But if you looked in their eyes, man, have you seen the fear in all those little holsters? They realize that when I get Andre the Giant. Cinched up in the launch position when I slam him through the Trump Plaza, brother. From New York down to Tampa, Florida, the fault line is going to break off. Is, that, Andre the is he threatening terrorism? The ocean. As my next two opponents fall to the ocean floor and I pin him, so will Donald Trump and all the Hulkamaniacs. But as Donald Trump hangs on to the top of the Trump Plaza with his family under his other arm, my God. they sink to the bottom of the sea. Thank God Donald Trump's a Hulkamaniac. He'll know enough to let go of his materialistic possessions, hang on to the wife and kids, dog paddle with his life all the way to safety. But Donald, if something happens, you run out of gas, and all those little Hulkamaniacs run out of gas, just hang on to the largest back in the world, and I'll dog paddle us, backstroke all of us to safety. Let's get back to okay, I loved him backstrucking out of the camera. <laughs> you know, just in case you need a demonstration. And he had a, he had good he had nice moves. I mean, I think I think he'd be a strong swimmer. I think he, um, yeah, all I'm gonna remember from that promo is dog paddlers back. <laughs> dog all. paddle. Yeah, dog paddle. Yeah. The most aggressive use of the word dog paddle in history of mankind. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Bob. That that would have been better if we would have cut it <laughs> cut it <laughs> you know just a, a, a tight edit and that's all i'm saying it just got a little dark there he threatened like a man and his family and <laughs> i'm gonna uh, break a fault line on the eastern seaboard <laughs> take the, it sounded like a bond villain, belt. a bond villain like yeah. pl- plot like you know? or, or something like uh <laughs> i will disrupt the eastern seaboard corporate commander line. would come up with yes. <laughs> but i still like to think that's like you know, POTUS is uh, <laughs> one of his uh, continuously plans. Like, you know, if if terrorists attack, uh, attack the White House, I, I will grab my family under one arm. And if I can't hold them, I'll grab onto the back of the Hulk Hogan. We'll be safe. I, I'm just happy that our president is a Hulkamaniac, according to Hulk Hogan. Maybe. 
I don't know if they actually know each other or not. He was in the front row, though, and they get a nice shot of him signing some kid's autograph. (laughs) (laughs) Who wants Donald Trump's autograph? (laughs) I don't know, but that kid did. Especially, like, back then. Like, did they even know who he is? (laughs) He had security guards. That's obviously a plant. Um, I loved watching Donald's security guards the whole time. They they were the guys with the sunglasses on that just didn't uh, do anything, really. They just sat there stone-cold-faced and would nod their heads at some of the good wrestling occasionally. Uh Hogan Andre, this is like right in the middle of the show, kind of, and it's a huge draw, a big promotion. Hogan go, does his backstroke and threatening promo to drown the world, and then he comes out to face Andre the Giant with Million Dollar Man in his corner. Yeah, um, and they they did it this a couple times. They do it. They did another video package, which is basically the same video package from WrestleMania three. You know, they they haven't really worked on the story. This is like more of the same. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I think it still had the audience's attention. But oh, people are it, but, invested, yeah. But not nearly as much. Like, if Andre won, won the first one, I think it would have... Yeah, if it was like a Rocky situation, yeah, I, I totally agree. And he should have known better he was in that movie. But Jake, this like so WrestleMania 3 was your first time seeing it. We watched it. Mm-hmm. Which did you like better, this one or that one? Like this match between Andre and Hogan or that match? I like this one better. Okay. I agree, yeah. I mean, just, I think I was more excited for. Yeah, it's more exciting, more action, more. It's just, and and just more, much more tension. I felt like there was a lot more tension in this match. Like they, there's just a lot more tension between the characters in this match. I just liked it more, a lot more. The last one, um, you know, it was just mostly like Hogan getting dominated. You know what I'm saying? Then he came back, saved the day, or whatever. It wasn't, you know, uh. The first, the WrestleMania 3 map was kind of formulaic. This one wasn't to me. Actually, that's a really good point because it was kind of like, can Hogan beat him? So he, and then it he did. But this time, now he's been, you know, back, back. I guess after like the, the incident with the referee, he's kind of been uh, screwed over by this guy. So now he's mad. Yeah. And he's confident. So they have, it was a lot faster paced. I thought I really liked it. But what I didn't like about this match, Hogan cheats again. Hogan cheated a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and, and yeah. both of and both of the Andre matches that we watched, he cheated. Like whether it's pulling up the board uh, the the floor to to use the cement to drop him on or this time he he grabbed the chair. I think it's why Jesse the Van, Jesse the Body Ventura hated him so much is because he cheated so much. Jesse was an honest man apparently, and I was just wrong as a child. Yeah, we were had all wrong. Him, had him all wrong. But yeah, I I don't think when Hogan turned into a villain years and years later in the WCW, he really changed anything he did at all. He didn't do the hand of the ear, and that's about it. I mean, he, and I think he still did. I mean, I mean, I mean, I think two things he did differently: spray painted on people and he whipped people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, but he's, David Flair. <laughs> yeah. But even as a good guy, though, he would like do the rake of the face and rake of the back and choke you. Yeah. And, oh. yeah. Uh, the second part I didn't like about this. So at the end. So the ending, uh, Hogan hits Andre with a chair, and the ref's like, "Hey, that's stop! Don't do that." Then Andre gets the chair back, hits Hogan. No, it spikes it on Hogan. It spikes, it. and that was dope. That looked that great. Was great. That, that was great. That looked great. <laughs> and Andre is really moving good. He was really, really moving well during this uh, this match. Uh, but you know, Andre hits him back, so it's fair. It's one for one, and the ref's like, "Now you're both are disqualified." So now the two favorites are out of the tournament, and there's a 
you know, confusion in the crowd. Who's going to be the champion now? Which is cool for the storyline. Yeah, I thought it was great. I story. just wish there was more of a build up into this match. You know, they could have heightened it a little bit more. Um, and you know, and maybe it's just because I didn't get to watch like the shows coming up to it. So that that might have been part of the problem. Yeah, um, I think when you're watching everything leading up and you're into it at the moment, it's better. Uh, right. But I, d- I did like the double DQ. Like the referee might have been going to make the DQ call on Hogan, but Andre was so quick to snatch that chair out of his hands and then spike it on Hogan's head. He was like, "All right, that's it. Everybody's gone." And then so now it's just kind of up in the air. And the next match in round two is Greg the Hammer Valentine versus Macho Man Randy Savage, now wearing a pink themed outfit, I believe, with Liz, my favorite dress of the night. Mm, mm, mm. Nice little pink dress. How you doing? Liz? Both of their second matches, and I like this one. Like yeah. they they work well together. Yeah, the Hammer came through again, and I want to bring this up since this is the Hammer's last match. This uh, event marks a record that will never be beaten because it makes Greg the Hammer Valentine the first person to uh, compete for three different titles at WrestleMania. WrestleMania 1, he was the Intercontinental Champion. WrestleMania 2, he was the Tag Team Champion. And in WrestleMania 3, he uh, was, was in this tournament for the World Heavyweight Championship. So he got all three first. Hmm. That's so cool. Good, good like for the that. Hammer, right? I'm glad he's got like a record, you know. Looking back, he 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 earned it. Jesus, that yeah, he put in the work for real. And uh, Macho wins with a small package uh, when Greg's going for his finisher, the figure four. Yeah, this looked so slick. This looked great. It was a, it was a great way to end this match. I was invested in this match. It was I, it had a really great pace, and the, the setup to this like, I think the small package was really cool. Was a really cool ending, especially because. He had him wrapped up tight, but you can still tell that um, the hammer was trying to kick out. And right after three, he kicks out. So he kicks out at three and a half. So he still had, you know, he still gets heat. They both look good. It was a great show. Yeah. Best small package I've seen in a long time. And it was, yeah, it was a great match. Um, then we have uh, Ted DiBiase versus Don Morocco. And I just got to think, why not Jake the Snake Roberts? But that's not how the tournament was set up. And Jake didn't come to work that night anyways, it seems. So Ted beats Morocco and Billy Graham and the Tide Ad Connection are gone. That's about all i got to say about that one. You guys, did you guys have any special moments from Ted? And no, Don? we spent no. too much time on this one already. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, one man gang gets a bye because Jake and Rude uh, didn't have a winner. And that's all for round two. I think I might have gotten two matches out of order there. But eh, nobody's perfect. Up next, we have a title match featuring the Intercontinental Champion, the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time, the Honky Tonk Man from Memphis, Tennessee, actually from Bolivar, Tennessee. And he is taking on Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Let's check out this dumbass promo with Brutus. The Brutus promo. Talk, man. You'll never forget that. After tonight's all over with and done, I will be the new champion. What about <laughs> Jimmy Hart, the mouth of the South manager for the <laughs> he looks horrible. champion? He, looks he has interjected himself into one of the honky How do you become a barber and your hair yeah. gets worse? Yeah, he's interjected himself and I've he got the broken fine his blade. steel blade. Hold to the sharpest edge. And it's ready and waiting for 
Jimmy Hart if he was to get in the way of these blades. Snip, snip, snip. A little off the side, a little off the top. Oh. You never know. It could happen to you. <laughs> that fuck? was that was horrible. Like I'm, uh, I liked Brutus Beefcake as a kid. I had his poster on my wall. Um, I don't remember these very well. I guess that's just the childhood, just kind of like oh, words. I think I remember the barbershop bits more than the, his promos. Maybe that was better because there was other people cutting promos on his, like he was just holding the mic. Okay. Well, I, I remember. Uh, I think when I started watching wrestling, he was like Hogan's like buddy right so yeah. he was kind of i think this is the case where like hogan's such a big star he his association with this guy makes him i think yeah and right. i remember the outfits the crazy cut up tights and stuff yeah he always looked good mm-hmm. i mean was looks, looks like he had two grenades in his pockets and they both went <laughs> off <laughs> according awesome. to jesse the body vendor <laughs> he said some weird shit man. uh so Honky Tonk Man comes out with Peggy Sue, aka Sensation of Sherry, and the mouth of the side of Jimmy Hart doing his Elv- his best Elvis impression. And I loved the Honky Tonk Man. Uh, I loved to hate him. I guess you'd say as a kid. And looking back, he was a great villain. He looked like somebody's ass you could whip if you got your hands on him, but you could never get your hands on him. Yeah, there was, there was a a moment where he had his own podcast. And he was angry. Like, I'm surprised he ever made it into the uh, Hall of Fame. I think everybody was. That was like the big shocker when they announced him going to the Hall of Fame because he had burned a lot of bridges. Yeah. And uh, watching him, like, he, I don't know. I always enjoyed him. I, I was a big fan when I was a kid. Like, not not a fan, but I enjoyed his work. Like, he got me. Yeah, he's an iconic. He's he, a great heel. Yeah, he was an iconic character. I got, I have a, had his action figure. I remember when getting that one. It was like a, I was like, oh, oh this is a rare one. Nobody has this one. It was like one of my favorite. <laughs> Him in the blue jumpsuit, and the shake rattle the row was one of the greatest names for a finish for that character. It's the whole perfect. character was well developed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the match was about hair. Brutus would mess up Honky's hair. He'd get mad, and then they went around. Uh, the referee goes down. They all go down. The referee goes down and gets knocked out cold for real. For real. He fell down face first and hit his chin in the mat and goes limp. <laughs> uh, Peggy Sue wakes up honky with a gla- with a pitcher of water, which I thought was great after the sleeper. Yeah. Um, and what honk did? I don't even remember. The- I just remember Jimmy getting his hair cut. Who won? Uh, honky won, I believe. Yeah, I think Honky takes no, it. No, Brutus won. I'm sorry, Brutus won. Okay. By DQ or Brutus something? wins. By yeah, DQ. By DQ. He, he won the title, though. Yeah, Brutus didn't win the title, but the beefer gets the win, and then he gets his hands on Jimmy Hart and starts chopping up Jimmy's mullet. But we kind of saw that last year. So, yeah. Again, a decent story. I wish the match was a little tighter. I think it was supposed to be kind of a lighthearted match just to entertain. Right. Um Cool, but, cool. yeah, two big iconic characters from this period, though, regardless. And then up next, we have a three uh, six-man tag match. So we got the British Bulldogs, Coco Beware, taking on Bobby the Brain Heenan and the Islanders. Now, the story about that one is that Bobby had stolen the dog, Matilda, and took him forever to get it back. But they did, and since they got her back, they did some training, and they talked about it in an interview that was like taking Valium until <laughs> don't you uh, think it would have been better for the story. They would have like got the doll bad at the pay-per-view instead of 
like yes. right before. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it would have been better, but whatever. Well, I, I think they wanted to get him before the pay per view so they can use him as a device to scare Bobby. I don't know. I think they really, really wanted to put Bobby Heenan in that that dog costume because yeah. that was a thing. Like that's why they call him the Weasel because they once made him wear a weasel costume as part of a a match stipulation. Right. Mm-hmm. So. And if you didn't know they call him the Weasel, you're going to find out after this fucking promo. That's for sure. So this interview took place earlier in the evening, and things have been going pretty slow. And Coco's interview was like the most high energy, no pun intended. Yeah. It was like a reverse Hogan. Like, if they would have just played the second part of the interview, that would have been dope. That would have been a dope promo. Yeah. I remember I, mean, I remember literally perking up like off the like from like Oh yeah <laughs> I'm in. Man, Coco had charisma. Did you like how he sang just going in he like sang into like a sentence? That was funny. <laughs> that was dope. Funny. I love it. I that love was it. funny as hell. Yeah, it was great. And this match was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Bobby comes out with like a do- attack dog training suit on. Uh and I, I loved how he knew how to be a manager. Managers aren't supposed to be wrestlers, right? So they can't really hurt a wrestler unless they're already hurt and get a free shot. And if a wrestler ever gets their hands on a manager, they beat them up. Unlike today when like the wrestler, the managers take their shirt off and they've got like six packs and can do backflips <laughs> off the top rope or something. Right. Then, then why aren't you a wrestler? Why are you a manager? No, I remember watching this one when I was a kid and just thought, oh, what a smart idea. We're in the, the dog training outfit. Like you, I remember it being bigger though. Like thicker, like almost mm-hmm. like the kid from Christmas Story, like I can't put my arms down type size. I thought it was a straight jacket when I was a kid. Oh yeah, yeah, because it had the, the big strap, mm-hmm. yeah, and you couldn't see his hands. Like, and that would be my only complaint about this match. Like they always say, don't work with kids or animals. And as much as they tried to get the dog to attack Bobby the Brain Heenan, he wasn't having it. Like you can see the British Bulldog picking up the dog, and Bobby fakes a fall, and he's. Because he's always selling. Bobby was awesome at that. Oh, yeah, it was great. The crowd was into it, but the dog just didn't want to perform. The dog was more interested in licking the bulldog's face than fake attacking Bobby the Brain. They, It was much like the WrestleMania where Jake draped the snake over George. They draped Matilda over Bobby in hopes that something would happen. <laughs> if only Bobby would have had a Alka-Seltzer to take, it would have been more believable. Oh, you got to foam at the mouth. That's how you sell these kind of things. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I mean, it was a good match. Uh, and then from that lighthearted uh, break there, we go into... Oh, wait. First, there's a, a special introduction. And this is the, the fourth time we've done this, where we have to introduce Jesse the Body Ventura. Why? I still don't get this this bit, but he he steps up. They're up on like a... Oh, like a almost, balcony. Or something. Yeah, like a balcony, almost like a, in a in a box seat type situation. And he stands up on the speakers and flexes as uh, they introduce Jesse the Body of Antira. And Gorilla Monsoon has these great line, like "Take a step forward." Yeah, that was great. <laughs> like I still don't understand why this is a thing. Uh, I think now they do like the announcements of like the announcers come out right. Like I've been to like Raw shows and things when like they're Jim Ross and they play music comes out. They didn't do yeah. that here, so I think this is like the first time they're announcing who's and anou- they're telling the crowd who's who's up there or whatever. But they didn't do it for Gorilla. Like Gorilla's, Jesse... a, Gorilla's a humble man. All right, all right. I Just... don't. 
and it's we're almost done here. We're at we're at match thirteen or fourteen. <laughs> yeah, like they didn't have time for a second one. So. This is not like how they do in the previews, like announce all the different uh, language speaking. Yeah, uh, announcers. <laughs> Right. They're not flexing in the middle of the ring. It's just like a, it's a quick camera sweep. That's true. I, yeah, it was like a good three minutes of posing. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we get a buy from the Million Dollar Man, so that saves some time. Uh, and then we have our semifinal match. One Man Gang was slick, taking on the Macho Man with Liz, of course. And they're wearing black and purple now. I didn't like this dress as much as the pink one, but she still looked good. She looked good and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Macho Man looked good, too, because he got the win over the one-man gang who got caught trying to beat him with a cane. One-man gang wasn't the fastest guy. And he, was trying, he was slow with the cane, and the referee turned around. Slick could only distract him for so long. It's slick as Slick is. Yeah, I mean, it's a decent match. It, you know, I love the one-man gang. Like the yeah, character, and yeah. I loved I loved him pairing with Slick. I just thought they were a great like, team. Uh, and I was I don't know I this one this like this is like the match the one man gang had that sticks out in my head is like that character because like shortly hereafter he starts he changes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this I always think of this event in the one man gang. And from there, we think we're going to get to the finals, but we don't. We have a tag team championship match, which was a good match. It's just, it's been a long, long night. Before well, we get into the match, let's talk about, well, it's, uh, the match is a tag team title match, champions, tag team champions, Strike Force versus the contenders, uh, Demolition. Um, Strike Force have some very, very whack entrance music. Very whack entrance music. You guys agree? I find it very intimidating. Not if you're doing a, like an 80s montage in an ice cream shop. <laughs> it's like, let's go shopping at the mall. Ooh. <laughs> oh, so this should have been in uh, Stranger, Stranger Things. Stranger Things, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It might have been in the background, you know. <laughs> no, play, no, keep playing it. Keep playing it. Keep playing it, keep it. Playing it. Keep no, playing it. yeah. This is from the uh, Power, Power Driver album, Girls in Cars. Yeah, this is their entrance music. <laughs> this is their entrance music. That's rough, man. Sound like some shit you'll hear in an 80s teen movie. This reminds me of, uh, what's that? Reminds me of the movie Dirty Work. So there's that fight scene in Dirty Work, and Chris Farley runs up to the, the jukebox. He's like, oh, I'm going to play a fight song, Kung Fu Fighting. And then he hits B13. And the guy's like, you... You hit B12. And if you like pina, pina coladas. And then you have to fight this really wussy song. That's my, one of I my, remember that. I love that movie. It's one of my favorite scenes. It's a great movie. So when you hear those guys come out, and then you hear these guys come out, I think you know who's going to win. So one team's coming there to kick ass, and one team's coming there to yeah. shop. listen to our bonus episode last week you get to hear this twice but it's a damn good song by Rick Derringer the smasher so Demolition's theme song wins and they win the match <laughs> uh, again it was good 
it was won bad. a tag team championship. They did, and they kept them things for, for a long, ever. long time. 16 months. And they kept that record until the New Day broke it like two or three years ago. Deservedly uh, so, though. They were an iconic tag team in the WWF. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Just like we were both watching it. It's like, you can tell by the theme music who's going to win yeah. this thing. Yeah. Mm. Like a boy George can I don't know. All right. And then finally, 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 we're on the main event. Ted DiBiase versus Macho Man. One of these two men will be the new WWF champion. Robin Leach brings out the new belt, which is the Winged Eagle belt. That classic one. Yeah. I love this belt. This is the belt that's going to carry out throughout the 90s. This is my favorite championship belt design. Like it's, it's, just so, it's very classic, very dope. I like it a lot. And you won't... And yeah, you, you won't see... This belt, yeah, this belt will carry on throughout the nineties. You won't see a new belt until exactly a decade later in ninety eight when Stone Cold won the championship at uh WrestleMania fourteen and Vince gave presented him the new belt uh, the next night on Raw, actually. So yeah. I did, yeah, that's it. I never I didn't think about that, but yeah. This is like the childhood belt. Yeah, yeah. I don't currently own a belt, like a, a wrestling belt. I have regular belts, but not a wrestling belt. But if I was going to buy one, it would be this belt. Definitely. That or the million-dollar championship. Oh, th- yeah. Uh, our friend uh, Michael Owen Smith has the million-dollar belt. Really? Yeah, it's dope. He went dressed as Ted DiBiase at a, like a, a Halloween costume party. Oh, I was going to do that this year. Oh, I can't do it now. You can, man. This is like, yeah. like eight years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I can borrow his belt. Uh <laughs> <laughs> He's a listener. He'll know. I kind of want to. I want to be gold dust for Halloween. Oh, that oh, would that'd be, be awesome. That'd be fucking dope, man. That would be awesome. Uh, and this match was pretty awesome. I think. I mean, I think it was just exciting because it's we're at the end here. But it was also had Andre the Giant in uh, Ted DiBiase's corner, and that really added a lot. The Giant was pretty intimidating. And it's Andre versus Liz as far as the outside help. So I mean, our man clearly has an advantage since Liz is more like a cat. Yeah, but a few minutes of the match, Macho sends Elizabeth away to uh, apparently go get help. And who does she get? Hulk Hogan. <laughs> the Hulks are the 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 back pe- the the dog paddler or whatever yeah. fuck, whatever fuck he said. Yeah. Well, and 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 if I was a writer for WWF at the time, cool. We have all our main guys out here for the for the final. Uh, awesome. I would have had Hogan square up with Andre, and then we can have a real finish rather than that that chair bullshit that we had in, in the first match. Like we, you know, we can finally see who's the tough guy because now there's no no holes barred. Put it there. <laughs> uh, well done. We, yeah. we, we, and the reason why he's not getting the belt this time, um, but we can see that, and and then. Passing the torch, you could have Macho Man winning this clean. Exactly, and yeah, I hated that Hogan interfered, hit hit DiBiase with the chair while he had the um, the Million Dollar Dream on, on uh, Macho, and then like he won, yeah, he won. And, but what happened? He did he, did he so, pin him? Did he pin, did he pin him right after that, or he hit him with the elbow? What happened after? was. Yeah. Uh, so after Andre keeps blocking Macho, which is my favorite part was when Macho's on the top and going to jump out and Andre just takes like one step and he's so big it just blocks like half of the ring yeah. and just jump. Jump. That was that was great. Uh, but 
Yeah, so Million Dollar Dream gets put on. Macho's about to reach the ropes, and Andre just kind of reaches up and pulls the rope back a little bit where the referee can't see, so he can't reach the ropes. So then Hogan jumps in and just smacks, or I guess where the referee's like yelling, maybe he did see it. The referee's yelling at Andre. Hogan smacks DiBiase in the back with a chair. Uh, Macho gets up, slams DiBiase, and drops the bow and gets the win. Yeah, um, so Hogan pretty much made help uh, Macho yeah. win the title. I mean, what, what's the story we're telling here? Like, yeah. Macho can't do it without Hogan's help? Yeah. And then you got Hogan jumping in the ring. Getting and like, the belt and handing it to him. Getting the belt, handing it to him, raising his hand. Every, and he's just, like, clapping. Like, kind of, like, overshadowing this moment, you know? Didn't like it. Yeah. Not not kind of, he did. Yeah, he's directing him. Like, yeah. oh, this is how you celebrate. And you wouldn't be able to celebrate if I wasn't here. Yeah, every it, that moment was all about Hogan. It wasn't about Macho. It was about Hogan. And then he poses for like four minutes. Like, why are you posing? Second, that's a second posing session. Second posing. I think he had more time posing than some of the matches were. Uh, which I, I'm a big Hulk Hogan fan, but like I agree with you guys. Like this, why did he have to use a chair? Why did, blocking out, just taking Andre out of the equation? Like let them fight on the outside. And Macho gets the win. Well, I mean, if I just don't get it from a storytelling point of view, because if the reason why we're having Macho win and this tournament in the first place, and and Hogan getting disqualified in the in, in the first match is to pass the torch to Macho so he can carry carry this on going forward, why why Hogan's you know making a movie? Then why are we setting up Hogan to still be the champ when he comes back? You know, he should come back and earn this. Yeah. No, I, I agree. It, 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 having Hogan come out is good. Having Hogan yeah. get involved was not. Uh, and I know they're maybe, like, maybe they're thinking long term because, like, just to, but I still think they, they, they it didn't make sense to me. Like, they don't, I don't think this moment played into the later moments of, like, their story. But I don't, maybe I'm missing something. I mean, and honestly, they should have just had more faith in Hogan. The dude's charismatic. He could have came back and, and won the audience over all over again without this little thing. I don't know. I completely agree. And that's the end. We kind of wrap up with Hogan posing and Macho is the new champion, but nobody can really see him behind Hogan because it's the largest back in the world and he dog paddled his ass down there to take care of everybody. <laughs> so great. Uh, guys, do you have anything? Uh, any final comments? Uh, I mean, personally... Nostalgic versus now, very different event. Very different. In my mind, it was ordered differently and much more exciting. It was just a very long watch. Yeah, not a great WrestleMania watch. Not a great one. If you had to pick two matches to recommend people to check out, what would they be? Oh, that's a hard one. Um, Probably the Steamboat match would be Definitely. my first pick. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, actually, both Greg the Hammer Valentine matches, I would I would say were, were yeah, those were good too. And uh, and maybe the 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 first match, the battle the Royal, Royal. Royal yeah, the Royal Rumble or the Battle Royale. Battle Royal. Oh, now yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, I would go Battle Royal, Steamboat Hammer, and then maybe the Bobby Heenan match. Oh, because that was entertaining. Yeah, yeah, definitely. With the uh, British Bulldogs. So yeah, then this one had its moments, you know, but it was just a lot of moments to take up. And I think we've taken up enough of your guys' time. So, my name is Alex Ketchum. I'm Bob Wick. Jake Russell. And until next time, we're going for the leg. 
Hold up now before you go. We here at the WrestleManiacs podcast want to thank you for listening. We want you to know that this is a podcast by wrestling fans for wrestling fans. So we want to hear your feedback. We want to hear your stories, your comments, your questions, so we can make this podcast as good as possible. Now, in order to get in touch with us, you can hit us up on Facebook at WrestleManiacs Podcast on Facebook, or you can email us at WrestleManiacsPod at gmail.com or on Instagram at WrestleManiacsPod. Thank you for tuning in. We want to also thank Gabber Media. You can check out all their other great shows or however you get your podcast or at GabberMedia.com. See you guys next time.